problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. She's in your... It's a dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. William Barr, nominated to the office of Attorney General. We'll all argue bitterly about him for about 48 hours and convince each other he's either the savior or Satan himself. And then he'll go to work and just nobody will notice what he does. Do we have to play that? What? Do we have to air that? Absolutely. Every, every, every question, every posturing, fake expression of phony outrage. We will air. No, we won't. Good. Anything interesting happens, we'll bring it to you. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so you got that. A lot of questioning, I'm guessing, uh, about the dang Mueller investigation. Whether, what about the memo? Uh, the memo geez. you wrote. You wrote what? a memo. Tell you what. I, just, I, was, I was just thinking about it. I wrote a memo. Can, can we just pass some legislation? Let's just wait till it comes out, and then no discussion till then, all right? <laughs> Don't say a word. Well, there are First Amendment concerns about that, but I'm in favor of it. We'd all agree. Yeah. We'd what t- old man Mueller's done, he's going to issue his report, and we can all talk ourselves to death. Right. So which one? Danged fantastic. Um, you following that horrifying story, that guy who abducted that little girl? Oh, yeah, the 13-year-old uh, Wisconsin girl, yeah. just yeah. It's a nightmare. It's just, there's no making sense of it. It's just a nightmare. Hey, hey, hey. Getting a tremendous amount of media coverage. I'm kind of interested in why that happens also. It's lurid. It's frightening. It's sickening. It's the sort of thing you can't look away from. It's a nightmare unfolding are in there, real life. Are there... There must be more people that like that sort of thing than than I than I. Well, I don't. I don't want to hear about the worst things that anybody did in the in the country or the world. Right. Last week, I don't. Unless it has any effect on me, unless you can convince me this is happening more often, or this could happen to you soon, or something yeah. like that. I just don't want to hear about the random awfulness of of humanity. But some people apparently seem to enjoy it on some level. Yeah, some people really, really dig it. My beloved, hilarious, fascinating 19-year-old daughter, who is uh, even now on an airplane heading back to college, is um, she loves the murder shows, the 48 Hours, the investigation shows, mm-hmm. watches them all the time. I can of course, get she's into headed those. for a career in criminal justice, probably. But I can get into those because it's a whodunit, and you're trying to figure stuff out. And but, it's about justice. But yeah. these... You know, horror. look what this guy did to his dog in New Jersey last night. I right. mean, wh- who wants that? Somebody obviously does. Yeah, I don't get that at all. 
Yeah, it's the weird. single most horrifying thing that happened across America or off in the world, brought to you daily. Yeah, by uh, you know a lot of news outlets. I, I just don't get that. We don't do that here, by the way. No, no. There's no horror porn on the Armstrong and Getty show. No, that's what it is. It's pornography. To me, we're we're about ideas. Are we? I don't know. About, I don't know about and, that. And body noises. <laughs> Ideas and body noises. Yeah. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody on the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. Yesterday I went and I uh, bought myself a shirt. <laughs> and uh, so that's right. <laughs> Michael Warren there. So I was trying to decide between a medium and a large. And I went, the, went with the large, washed it up, was going to wear it this morning, and uh, the arms were just too long. It just looked ridiculous on or me. Or are your arms too short? I, I don't know. But but the the point is, is a life lesson here is accept who you are and don't try to be somebody you're not. <laughs> it's, you know? it's a good life lesson. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you can get your T-shirt sleeves tailored. And no, it, that uh, fits in with the, uh, we mentioned this um, uh, yesterday, and so I spent some time with, Facetune. The new version of Facetune is out. It's an app you can get for your phone. These apps this are the, like a duck to water. This guy with his app, I tell you. <laughs> these these apps are. I think it's fascinating. Now, this is something that is a, a measure of society. The most, the top selling apps in the country for years now have been these apps where you can uh, change your your face or your body on your pictures. Right. So I messed around with this Facetune thing yesterday. I'll talk about it later, but. Um, I'm I'm thinking that at least two thirds of women under the age of thirty do it every single picture, mm. which is weird as a society that we're making ourselves into someone we're not for our photos for everybody else. And just to make it clear, you are not one of those shallow people. You're studying them by doing what they do well, with no, the I, app. No, I, it's between who I am, what I am, and my age and situation, what do I care what my picture looks like? I, th- those days are past, even if I would have done it. I mean, what difference does it make now? Yeah, all right. But uh, the fact that we've got a society that alters their pictures so that they have a different shaped nose, chin, skin, bigger eyes, for, thin the cheeks, for all their pictures is amazing. The neck, and you can do some really short del- the tongue. You can do some really delicate stuff on these apps that nobody would notice. You could create your own dating profile, Jack. Make yourself so you look like you're 20 years old again, and then <laughs> redate and see what it would be like. <laughs> redate. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, there are guys who are married who redate. It doesn't work out that well. <laughs> um, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. Norway's National Authority for Investigation and Prosecution of Economic and Environmental Crime. That's the N-A-I-P-E-E-C, for those of you keeping at home, keeping score at home. They are investigating 320 million streams on the music service title, specifically of Beyonce's uh, Lemonade and Kanye's Kanye West's The Life of Pablo album. Uh, the thought being that these streams were fraudulent, artificially inflating the, the, the amount of royalties that the artists are, are due to receive. Mm. Uh, so uh, just more kind of uh, turbulent waters in the, well, who's actually listening to these things that... The you know uh, tabulating accurate engagement online is trickier and oh, trickier. There you go. Now and, I know yeah. where you're going. As a man in the radio business, I'm happy to see that more online metrics are being doubted. Because they're all fake, very fake. Sometimes they're they're like multiples, four or five times what they are in reality. The claim is you got forty thousand clicks, or like sixty five hundred, maybe. Right. We don't really know. Yeah. People are starting to figure that out. There's right. Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I am doing very well. Now, as you know, I do pride myself on transparency in all <laughs> things. 
And you do know I like to indulge in Scratchers gaming. Yes. And once again last week, I won big time. But that was last week. This is this week. My friends, I have learned once again, not all Scratchers are winners. Oh, boy. So I'm not bringing home the bacon this uh, morning for everyone. Let this Did you be... let it marinate? Yeah, I let it marinate. It marinated for extra days. So I probably at... marinated it too long. Yeah, so that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, turn wow. mushy. So when you don't, <laughs> you don't want that. So when you don't win at the lottery, you look for reasons you didn't win to try to uh, eliminate. Those. Well, yeah, he's analyzing his performance. Right. He's trying to eliminate mistakes. Sure. How right. old was the quarter? Uh, the no, the quarters. How old was the, the, quarter? the quarters were in fine shape. I just think I I let it marinate. Let the scratchers marinate too long. Gotcha. Yeah, mm, but and you know, I want to bring it up too. When I lose, I don't want people out there, uh, you know, Thinking saying you always win, right? Yeah, I'll just right. run out and spend all my money on scratchers. That go is ahead, not get the way to the to GoFundMe it. address, and, <laughs> yeah. and we'll move on with the show. Yeah, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is uh, how to get to be Tuesday, January fifteenth, year twenty nineteen. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then let's leap into action. When uh, it comes, hello, officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. When it comes to keeping. The American people safe. I will never, ever back down. I didn't need this fight. This is a rough fight. So, the president says he will not back down. He, uh, he practically rickrolled us yesterday. I saw at one point. <laughs> never tell. I, I, uh, I'm never going to let you down. Oh. I'm never going to run around <laughs> or desert you. Right? <laughs> But uh, he's standing firm. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump jumping on Twitter this morning as another big caravan from Honduras heads to the border. Another caravan, and this one's even bigger, I understand. Yes. Boy, this could force the issue. It's a carabus. Remember yesterday I said there yep. could be an issue on either side that right. moves the needle on this right. thing. Caravan could be it. Mm. Teachers strike in the nation's second largest district. Heading into its second day, and we've got a grim stat about opioid abuse in the U.S. Coming up minutes from now. I've heard a fair amount of news reporting on the big Los Angeles school district strike. I'll tell you the one thing I have not heard in any of the news reporting. Uh, coming up, what's the uh, mailbag look like? Oh, it's outstanding. We have the weekly shower thoughts a day late. I will explain. Uh, plus uh, various thoughts, criticisms, praise, uh, interesting points made by you, the good folks. Lindsey Graham runs the Judiciary Committee for the Senate, and he's really unhappy with the FBI opening an investigation into the president, and he's going to get to the bottom of it. There's more than one investigation going on, or one side of his story that's going to be looked into. Right. And I'm pretty excited about it. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Among things we can get to today, what if you and your partner don't speak the same love language? Oh, boy. What's a love language? We'll bring in Dr. Oz and discuss. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm punching him. I'll war- I'm telling you right uh, now. Uh, uh, We're rolling around. Uh, uh. And I want to talk about what Lindsey Graham said the other day on the whole... Uh, FBI story, the big breaking FBI story from the New York Times over the weekend. He ain't happy about it from the FBI side. Interesting. I wonder why. Is he against justice? Is he uh, pro-presidents being agents of the Russians? 
What? Because that's how it's framed on the media, Jack, and that's all I know about the world is what I hear from the media. Our, our, our kind and benevolent and truthful overlords oh, brief, in the mainstream media. Briefly, because I tease this, the, I keep hearing about this, this teacher strike. It's a big deal. It's the second biggest school district in America. In Los Angeles, st- right. In yes. our own strike again. And um, it's always presented the same way in every newscast I ever hear. Teachers are striking because they want more money. Period. End of story. Or the classrooms are too big. Right. But nobody ever talks about the other end of it. Nobody ever even brings up how much money is spent on education in California or in that particular school district and where it ranks to the past, it's higher than ever. Right. Um, and where does the money go? Exactly. Nobody ever even brings that up. How much is spent? What is it spent on? And how has that changed in the last, say, 20 years that you'd think you would want to know that to even begin to form an intelligent opinion about a complicated story? Let alone getting into this is what the teachers make here compared to other teachers everywhere else. They don't even go there. Right. It's just an assumed teachers need more money and they're getting screwed. So sure. anyway, back to you, Jim. Right, right. Wow, way to look into up, up uh, stand up for the taxpayer. Chris, nobody ever does that. It reminds me very much of the the scam that happens in your state government over and over and over again, where they get you to the polls to pass a bond issue or vote for a tax, uh, always a temporary tax. <laughs> a temporary tax. What a funny phrase. Uh, they always get you to do that to fix the roads, and then they get into their committee room and say, "Well, the last thing in the world we're going to do is fix the roads," and then they hand out the money to their cronies and the rest of it, and then they come to you two years or four years later and say, "Oh, we really." You need to raise the sales tax temporarily to fix the roads. And you're thinking, wait a minute, what happened last time? But that's how they get you. Yeah, well, government. Keep voting for bigger government. Mailbag. I was criticizing the journalism, though. The only way we can get better government is with better journalism. Right. Good God, people, spend your afternoon doing a little research. How much does the school district in New Orleans take in in tax money? How much do they spend per student? What do teachers make? Do a couple of different cities and compare it to L.A. Is it higher or lower? I don't even know, but you should look into it. And here's a pro tip. Look at budget for ESL, English as a Second Language. All right, moving along. You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you have an opinion you'd like to weigh in, agree, disagree, lavish praise, bitter criticism, there's something we ought to be talking about, you want to send it along, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here are your weekly shower thoughts. A day late is compiled by Rick in uh, in Salt Lake City, who is uh, rich in Buffalo, New York, this week. He's on a business trip. That's right. We have uh, listeners do our, our producing for us on an unpaid basis. And that's how the show runs. It's uh, it's a collective, really. Mm. It's a team effort. It's group effort. It's people coming together in difficult times. Crowdfunding. Exactly. Uh, a person wearing a suit in a room of people in T-shirts is usually the most important person there. But a person wearing a T-shirt in a room full of suits is definitely the most important person in the room. That's pretty good. You described my fashion style pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a goldfish's job is to introduce kids to death. Except in the case of Erica, the birthday party goldfish, who famously lived for something like a dozen years. Actually, my my sweet uh, daughter, who just headed back to college today, uh, brought home Erica the goldfish from uh, a birthday party at age seven, I believe. No, six. And she was heading off to college when Erica croaked it, which is just amazing. 
Uh, we just kept getting bigger bowls because we felt bad. All right, this fish has now been with us nine years, and she's in this little bowl. Maybe a tank with a filter. She hated the tank with the filter. We went back to the bowl. How did you know that How she hated it? How did you know she hated it? Uh, yeah. She she communicated it. And, uh, I had a bit of a connection with Erica. I you don't spoke like her to love language. About... Exactly. Stay tuned. This one's for you, Jack, and parents everywhere of little kids. Building a house on a one-to-one scale with Legos is probably more expensive than building a normal one. Oh, God. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I, I was about to say I'd like to know. I wouldn't like to know. How much money we have in Legos in our house? No, you don't want to know that. Uh, let's. See. You could have gone to college. <laughs> this is one of my favorite shower thoughts of all time. Poorly written TV shows are actually more true to life than well-written ones. The characters and their motivations usually make no sense. The plot is convoluted and drags on. <laughs> it's often pointless and meandering, and the end usually sucks. Wow. Wow. That's true. That is like that is like real life. There's just kind of like no satisfying ending. You don't know why people are doing what they're doing. They're just being dumb, acting against their own purpose. What, we're already out of time? And then you just kind of move on to something else, <laughs> which is the way real life happens. Yeah. Here's a sobering one. Human beings, and I've made it clear throughout the years that Homo sapiens are my least favorite species. Humans are so dangerous that it literally took nukes to get them to calm down once. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't that the truth. Wow. Uh, Marshall's News next, and we'll get into the flow of things going on today. We like to ease into everything so we don't pull a muscle. I want to get out crazy on you. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Many interesting things to discuss today that aren't related to Trump or Russia. So stay tuned. Indeed, we got a nice note from Diane in Long Island, New York, uh, Marshall, who is uh, grateful for you uh, being open about your exercise struggles. Yes. Trying to do, well, nine push ups in a row. I'd like to see three, then we'll talk about nine. All right. But uh, Marshall's helping me with my mission to hit 40 in July, and I feel awesome. Had a baby two years ago. It's horrible and painful trying to get back in shape. So thank you to Marshall for reporting on his progress. All right. Progress is a term used rather loosely here. But she's trying to get to age 40 or 40 push-ups? To hit 40 in July. I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. Either one are worthy goals. Sure. But then she offers a slogan idea for 2019. And I'm going to amend it. I'm going to co-write it with her. Fighting the machine in 2019. And your body is the machine? No, no, the machine, the swamp, the system, man. We're fighting the system. It's hard for me to follow you because I'm not high like you are. (laughs) Apparently. Some of us are fighting the system. You're not, apparently. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, I got another major caravan leaving Honduras this morning on its way to the U.S. southern border. At least 500 people in this caravan. All this prompting President Trump to call out House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer on Twitter. Trump tweeting this morning, A big new caravan is heading up to our southern border from Honduras. Tell Nancy and Chuck 
that a drone flying around will not stop them. Only a wall will work. Only a wall or steel barrier will keep our country safe. Stop playing political games and end the shutdown, exclamation point. So the, um, uh, almost everybody expects it to last through the State of the Union address, which a couple of weeks ago seemed crazy and now seems inevitable. Um, but that State of the Union address is going to be something, isn't it? Oh, with, boy. With the government shut down and oh both sides boy. really trying to claim to their supporters that it's the other side's fault entirely. And, yeah, there could be a lot of uh, the president's going to say various things. They're going to boo. It's going to be wild. Oh, yeah. Between the current situation and how many of the laws of decorum and, and, and uh, you know, Politeness have worn off now, have gone away. It could be a zoo. Yeah, it really could yeah. be. It could it could stand out from all that have become come before it. I wonder if the Supremes are going to show up. The Supreme Court, a couple of them have made comments that, listen, I understand why we used to go when it was actually a State of the Union address, but now it's just become a political rah-rah speech and a list of you know projects that will never happen. Which it is. Why been, are yeah. we there? For, for, I mean, especially after Obama went after the Supreme Court to their faces, and they couldn't respond there at the Supreme at the uh, State of the Union, which was completely out of bounds. So originally, you lie. originally it was supposed to be, well, GDP is at 4%, and uh, unemployment is at 3%. We, we face a challenge with the We have 140 Chinese. million people, and right. uh, so that's the State of the Union. <laughs> but now it is political speech. Today is the 25th day of the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Senator Lindsey Graham making yet another appeal. Mr. President, if you have to do an emergency declaration, which you may have to, and I would suggest that you give the Congress one last chance. There you go, one last chance for Congress. Meanwhile, the Pentagon's confirming that American soldiers will remain along the U.S. border with Mexico at least through September. The acting head of the Department of Defense approved extending the mission of the troops supporting the Department of Homeland Security along the border. So they will be there until September. Another story we're following, Los Angeles public school officials are urging more than half a million students to come to school today, the second day of the first teacher's strike in 30 years. Thousands of teachers started picketing yesterday morning, and this little girl says she's on strike as well. They're just going to have us in the cafeteria watching a movie, not doing nothing. It's my career. I'm going to stay out of school until my teacher's back in class ready to work again. How about a little journalism around this story, America? Come on now. No time. Wow. Is she reporting on the latest abduction? Preliminary data shows only a third of district uh, students showed up yesterday. L.A.'s Mayor Gil Garcetti, one of those eyeing a run for the White House, telling reporters he is fully supporting the striking teachers. I am uh, immensely proud of Los Angeles' teachers today um, for standing up for what I believe is a, a righteous cause. All right, fine and dandy. There's a shock. The pro-union Democrat mayor of Los Angeles is in agreement with the teachers. Okay. Turns out... Americans are now, for the first time, more likely to die of an opioid overdose than in a car crash. That's in a new report from the National Safety Council. Data from uh, 2017 shows Americans have a 1 in 96 chance of dying from an opioid overdose higher than the 1 in 103 probability of dying in a car crash. Yeah, and that's an interesting statistical moment, I guess. Uh, It's a good way to present the opioid crisis. I'm not, not sure what it means to me. I can. I, I'm. I'm almost certainly not going to die of an opioid o- overdose. 
certainly not going, going to anytime soon. I don't do right. it recreationally. It's a different sort of threat, sure. Yeah. yeah. Right? Well, it's like the statistics for being murdered, which we've brought up many times through the years. If you look at a map that uh, narrows down to uh, where wor- murders actually right. occur, right. unless you're in one of those places, your uh, chance of getting killed, thank God, is a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction right. of the you know, the per 100,000 figure you always see. And a big congratulations to Jurassic uh, World star Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger. They are getting married. Yes, yes I saw indeed. that. Indeed, she looks just like her mom, and fortunate for her, she does not look much like her dad. Yeah, it's the first time I'd seen a picture of her. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> the little Schwarzenegger girl. Yep, so it was a grown woman. They will be getting married soon. That's your news. I'm Marshall. Yes, on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> I'm assuming Maria Shriver is her mother and yeah, not yeah, uh, yeah, some yeah. domestic Correct. servant. Correct. <laughs> yes, Maria Shriver is her okay. mother. Right. Just wanting to clarify. Not some maid through the years. Right. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. There you yeah. go. Bring it, old man. Arnold, not happy with your jokes. Um, do you suffer from attention residue? I'll bet you do. Something I'm going to try to avoid now that I've heard about it. I suffer from a lot. I'll add that to the list. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not really a New Year's resolution, but it's part of my uh, paying more attention, not being as distracted with crap on the uh, on the smartphone. It fits in with that. I think everybody's trying to do that, aren't they? Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I wish you wouldn't mention smartphones. We're at day three of no internet service at my house. Oh, my God. I've... Well, I've eaten so many rats now, I've developed a taste for them. We're uh, <laughs> filtering our own rainwater. It's because you don't have internet. Wearing rags. <laughs> exactly. Because of the lack of internet? Communicating merely with grunts and gestures. <laughs> it's confusing. Well, we, we, we've devolved. <laughs> We're going back in time. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Barack Obama said yesterday they need young blood in the Democratic Party. Was that a shot at his old vice president, Joe Biden? Was that what what is a signal? Yes. Do you have any more questions from Barack Obama that Joe Biden shouldn't run? Or is it just a general statement, which clearly is true? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's it's probably more the latter. I, I, Barack, listen. Although you can't say the Democratic Party needs more young blood, but I'm supporting the 80 year old <laughs> Joe Biden for to be the president, whose heyday was really like eight, ten years before he was the Veep. Oh yeah, his when he was heyday hot. was late 80s. Right, that was his prime. Right. Right. Well, listen, <clears throat> for all my complaints about Barack Obama through the years, he's a smart guy, and I think he understands. He doesn't have to bring down Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a career-long history of bringing down Joe Biden when it, terms to pres- when it comes to presidential politics. He, you don't have to oppose Joe Biden. It'll be fine. <laughs> I wonder if Obama will get behind somebody. He'll wait a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I'll get to this at some point. I imagine you're using the internet all wrong and it's making you depressed. It's one of the many stories that are out there. Might be the most important story of the day, Jack. 
It very well could be. And I worry about it for myself and for my kids, who aren't even old enough to be on the Internet. But their day is coming, and I want to be prepared. It's good parenting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that the pendulum has started to swing the other direction before my kids are even getting to smartphone age. It'll be a lot easier to resist when I can look to, you know, the leaders in Silicon Valley who say there's no way I'd let my high school kid have a smartphone. Or certainly have a social media account. Right. And then there's this stuff um, that to a certain extent fits in with the, the modern world of media. A guy named Cal Newport wrote a book uh, two years ago called Deep Work. And he's got a new book coming out. Maybe we can interview him called Digital Minil- Minimalism. And it's about this sort of stuff and the amount of time we spend um, uh, not focused and uh, staring at our phones and that sort of stuff. It, it gets to a certain extent to the, the myth that I think we've all come to realize of multitasking. How hot was multitasking for a while? Now everybody's decided there's no such thing. No, it's, You're doing one thing at a time poorly and switching from thing to thing. Right, you just doing. go back and forth a lot and lose your efficiency and depth of concentration on both. But deep work is this guy's term for the activity of focusing without distraction on a demanding task. Something that he says people don't do near as much anymore. Mm-hmm. One, you're much better at whatever task you're trying to perform. Two, it's really important for our brains to do that. And um, and we don't get enough of that anymore, where our brains are really engaged in something and get into you know deeply focused territory. You know, it's funny. I'm picturing a, a caveman with his smartphone pressed to his head saying, yeah, I know, I'll be there in a little bit, as he's like got his spear up in his hand. <laughs> right. and he's tracking an antelope, and he's about to throw the spear. Yeah, I know. No, he's crazy. I know he's crazy. Right and he's before, getting ready to right, right. And, it, and then he misses the antelope. No, ah! no, he missed his, takes a selfie real quick. Right. Of him with in the, the spear antelope. at the end. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. And then the antelope <laughs> runs away. And he had to check and see how many likes he got before. Yeah, exactly. Or edit the picture to thin his face a little bit. <laughs> Make his eyes oh, slightly bigger. Bringing home no antelope meat to the fire, but he shows his <laughs> selfie to his spouse. Look at this. I really, the light was great. In order for something to count as deep work for the brain, there must be zero distraction. Even a, even a quick glance at your phone or email inbox can significantly reduce your performance due to the cost of context switching, he calls it. And this term that I'd never heard of, but I've felt it, you probably have too, attention residue. Every time you switch your attention from one target to another and then back again, there's a cost. This switching creates an effect that psychologists call attention residue, which can reduce your cognitive capacity for a non-trivial amount of time before it clears. If you constantly make quick checks of your various devices while you're in conversations, while you're doing other things, you essentially keep yourself in a state of persistent attention residue, which is a terrible idea if you use your brain for a living, this guy says. Okay, so you're constantly trying to focus on the new thing because your focus was on the old thing, and it takes a minute. And and I believe right. this completely. You don't go back and forth as quickly as you think you do. You do not get deeply back into that conversation right after you just checked your phone. Right. Or or ever get deeply into the conversation if you're constantly checking your phone or yeah. your email or whatever yeah. it is you're doing. It's not a click. It's not immediate. It's more like a ramp. you got to ramp up to, oh, that's right, we're talking about this. Yeah, okay, interesting. Well, you know, uh, there it's rare that I have much optimism for humanity. But I think those who are cognizant that are, are that are uh, uh well they're they're thinking about these things. They're aware. I think there's hope for us. 
because the awareness of what we're doing to ourselves has arisen pretty quickly. And, and, and again, those of us who think about these things seem to be thinking about them a lot. What Boy, am I doing to my brain? It could take a long time. It might be an evolutionary thing. But it seems to me that all this online stuff, he mentions this in this article, it, it plays to the way our brains are wired, similar to the way food is. One of the reasons oh, yeah. it's so hard to deal with food is they've figured out a way to manipulate the way our brains are wired and have been for a million years to want sugar, to like this flavor, to want more, all these different things. So they've right. manipulated that. And the uh, all this online stuff has done the same thing. He talks about how our brains were, were designed to, to rest um, because we might need the energy for later. I know I am. And deep work requires effort, and you have to use some willpower or dedication to get into deep thought. Your mind likes kind of operating at a relaxed level and and flitting around from thing to thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's more relaxing to get ready for the you know the attack from the barbarians or the antelope hunt later tonight or whatever. Right. But so it's it's playing toward our already natural tendency to kind of not get deep into anything, which is not good. Not productivity wise, right? You've got to. It's an achievement to do that. So if you're talking to your coworker, your husband, your wife, your kids, whoever. The quick glance at your phone is is more than the quick glance in terms of paying attention. Yeah, being in that activity. Yeah. I think we all know that. I mean, when when somebody says that to you, I think it it fits, it feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one the one kind of itch I have with uh, my fabulous visit with my daughter home from college, age nineteen, is that um, she, she's of the generation that is constantly glancing at her phone, right? And and uh, and they're okay with it with each other because they right. all do it. Right, exactly. No one can judge anyone else because they're all doing it. And uh, you know, I think I'm I'm pretty decent in real life at at nudging. Um not, you know, I'm not slapping it out of her hand or crying or screaming or you're not paying attention to me. But I'm trying to nudge awareness that uh, you know, you're not fully engaged, but I just and it's not it's not that I'm offended particularly. Um although there is a tiny element of that. It's that I think how it do you is not be? How it's sowing it? <laughs> a bad habit. I, I am offended by it. How do you how do you not be? Everybody is. You just are. You you know we all get used to it. But how do you not be offended if you're talking to somebody and they and they do something else? Well, <laughs> my wife even has the Fitbit that shows just the topic line and who sent a text. And so and and darling, you know I love you and will till my dying day. But the my phone has buzzed. Therefore, I must look now. Is a disease to me. Yeah, it's a yeah. disease. I, I delight just because. Well, I'm a contrary son of a gun. If my phone buzzes, actually, it hasn't buzzed for years. The motor's broken, but you know, I see it light up. Um, it, and I don't look at what it is, and I feel like I am more powerful than my phone. I don't feel like uh, that little device that I paid money for is yanking on my leash. You know. Yeah, I'll get around to you when I when I want to. I'm talking to my wife right now. As I'm thinking about something. I'm working right now. I look at my phone when I decide to look at my phone, not when you tell me to. Be a little more independent, my friends. Well, I like that. Take off, take off the choke collar. I like. <laughs> I like that view of it. Are you letting that hey, little? That hey, little... look at me now. Says your phone, right? F you, phone. So we. Sorry, w- I'm getting fired up. Boy, that's pretty. It's a little good. close to my heart. That's pretty good. So we won't do that with our husbands, wives, children, best friends. We won't say, "Hey, look at me." 
Right. But our phones or, do it to hey, us. Hey, I want to talk to you. You know, they're reading or they're working or they're in a conversation with somebody else. That would be spectacularly rude to demand that. Let, But you're letting yourself be manipulated. Stop. Demanding, I'm just taking notes, demanding attention from loved ones. Go ahead. Exactly. This is really good stuff. Well, you you, you can't, you know, demand it immediately that second. But our phone does it, and we're okay with it. Yeah, I'll look now. I'm sorry it took so long. Please forgive me. Exactly. Validate me, phone. (laughs) Give me a tiny little burst of adrenaline that'll amount to nothing. (laughs) But, and you you beautifully anticipated my next point. It's slavish. It's, It's a... It's an, uh, 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 such a terrible, uneven relationship. You are on all fours with your tongue out, begging your phone, and your phone tells you what to do, and you leap to obey it. I find that humiliating. And, and I don't like seeing people I love with the pinched collar around their neck getting yanked by their phone. I don't like it for them. Yeah, it's something. I was watching my nieces, a uh, 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 college, a high school, and junior high just have their conversations and hang out while they all look at their phones. It's right. Just, it's just the way it, they do it. And yeah. I know it's not uncommon at all. I mean, I see it in coffee shops or wherever. I suppose that'll be an evolution to where maybe they can pay attention? I doubt it. I think it may come and go. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen, to her generation, I'm a bitter old guy. But I'm telling you, if you are relating to your friends while staring at your phones, you have driven by Disneyland, and you're telling people you've been there. Ooh. You haven't been a friend if you're staring at your phone. That's a good one. You got to put that on a card or paper. I'm here. Book title or something. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.